I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking to Helmut Potman, who is the Director of the Geometric Modeling and Scientific Visualization Research Center and a named Professor in Applied Mathematics and Computational Science at the King Abdullah University of Science and Technology. And Helmut is a, an expert on freeform architecture. So, Helmut, can you tell us what freeform architecture is and how math is involved in it? Well, first of all, yeah, I'm a mathematician and I came into freeform architecture through some uh, contacts to architects who want to build very complicated shapes that never have been done before, definitely not at that scale. So they uh, have shapes which deviate from the classically, you know, more box-like or cylinder and so on shapes quite a bit. So it is more the technology which was previously used in industrial design or in the car industry. And in fact, freeform design has been largely uh, driven so far by the car industry, by the industrial design, airplane industry, and architects use tools that have been developed for the CAD industry, which is really fine up to the point where you have to build the structure to produce nice rendering, nice models, that's very well possible in any, basically any shape, but when it comes to the actual uh, building of such a structure, a lot of mathematical questions pop up because the structure as it is designed in the system, you cannot build. This is just infeasible. It is way too expensive, and then you have to approximate with simpler forms, and this involves a lot of mathematics. So people can visualize it, you say, with CAD computer-aided design, but then the actual realizing it is a whole different exactly. story. Yes, it is from design to production where the main story is. Yeah? Of course, it would be nice if we had tools, and we're actually working on such things, specific design tools, which right away design shapes which you can build directly, which care already about breaking them up into panels and so on. But this is a little bit, uh, requires more research. So currently uh, we are in this stage, they call rationalization. They have this CAD model, which they design with any CAD system. And then you have to make it feasible. You have to make it constructible. And this is this approximation problem I have been talking about. And this is what is very interesting from a research perspective, because it turns out that there are close relations between these problems and contemporary research in geometry, especially in discrete differential geometry. So we uh, encountered quite interesting relations. And in fact, even it happens that some of the architectural questions led to new concepts in mathematics. There are many analogs between discrete differential geometry and the, and the traditional subject. Absolutely. So the discrete differential geometry has the goal to extend the classical theory. The classical theory, as the name already tells, is based on differentiation. You must be able to differentiate your representation, otherwise you are lost with differential geometry. But this simple triangle mesh does not fulfill it. Yeah, triangle is flat, curvature in the triangle is zero and uh, at the edges and vertices. In fact, the classical theory could not even compute the curvature. So currently, people work on a clear theory for these, what they call discrete representations, and that you view, may view them as meshes. In, in architecture, it is al almost always meshes with flat faces because you want to build from flat panels, for example. Yeah? So this is an extension of the classical theory. That's what people look for. You've been able to use quadrilaterals in the meshes. 
Right, right. So the, the quadrilaterals are for us uh, more interesting. Yeah. And of course, it is not trivial. A quad in space is in general not flat. And if you want to get it flat and you want to follow these quads, your underlying surface, then you are already related to a special parametrization in the smooth setting, which is called a conjugate parametrization, you are already in discrete differential geometry, in fact. Yeah. And if you would like to have your quads as rectangular as possible, you are in an even more specific and more differential geometric situation because this is something which discretizes the so-called principal curvature lines. Quadrilaterals turn out to have a nice property for building as well. Yes. So the, the, why do they like quads? The quads, if, if you put quads together in a mesh, generally each inner vertex, so where these quads are together, are of valence four. This means four faces and four edges join there. This is easier to do than if you use a triangle mesh, where generically you have valence six and you have six members coming together at the vertex. And if you think of a steel glass construction, then you have to have six beams meeting at the vertex, which can be in quite complicated spatial relation and spatial position. So the quads are preferred for the smaller complexity of nodes, and they are also preferred because typically the material like glass comes in rectangular panels and you have to cut away less, you have less waste than if you have to cut out your triangles. That's Helmut Potman who's from KAUST, the King Abdullah University of Science and Technology. And in part two, he'll talk about his work on the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre.